0: Let's mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, warning rant coming. So um, I have kept my silence mostly on social media about things people say regarding investing, business and entrepreneurship, which are quite frankly either at best wrong uh, and at worst, completely stealing people's dreams and aspirations away. And I, I think to myself, we're all entitled to an opinion and social media is good. And it's good to debate all sides of an argument or a strategy. But actually, a post kind of triggered me a little bit a couple of days ago where someone said, if you ever want to do any kind of property projects, you need to get on the tools. You must get on the tools. And, and I just thought... If people buy into that advice that you have to get on the tools in order to develop a project, then there's going to be thousands of um, new investors that could completely get put off. That could be really bad advice. Now, I'm going to use an analogy of a coder. Um, So let's say you needed a piece of software written, pretty uh, standard practice in a business. Um, By that logic you should learn how to professionally code yourself and you should write the software yourself even if you're leveraging it out. And then people say, oh, well, you know, if you can leverage things out and you're going to get other people to do jobs for you, then you need to have done them yourself and you need to know how to do them yourself um, first. Otherwise, you'll get turned over and you won't be able to manage the project properly. So again, by that same logic, that means you have to learn how to code before you could get anyone to code or write software for you. Nonsense. I'm sorry, that's complete nonsense. Like Steve Jobs in his latter years was not soldering motherboards. Uh, Elon Musk has never built a car or a spaceship. Uh, And really, in my experience, now I realise the paradox of this. I just want to sort of challenge myself and disrupt myself. I'm obviously giving you my opinion and my advice and my experience as anyone else's. So before I kind of go into this, because I've got five massive business myths that I see all the time, you know, spouted and touted by people I believe with not that much experience, which I think is really damaging to people. Um, But really, this comes back to vision. So I've been saying this recently. If you want to be a part-time landlord and have a lifestyle business and manage everything yourself and earn a few grand a month and do all the admin and have full control and deal with all the issues and speak to the tenants and speak to the customers and deal with the complaints – uh, you know, and, you, and in reality, you could get to 40, 50 grand a year doing that before you'd actually have to hire anyone. But if that's what you want, then get on the tools. If you love being on the tools, get on the tools. If what you want to do for a living is buy a house every three years and do it up and sell it and they are your aspirations, crack on. And here's the problem. It's those kind of people that are giving advice that you should be on the tools all the time. But I don't want 40 grand a year. I don't want 40 grand a month. I want a lot more than that. And I'm sure you do too. And I don't know how to say this any any other way without coming across a bit flippant or cocky. And I don't mean to be. But I have made more than 100 million pounds. uh, And I am a net worth decamillionaire. uh, And I have multi-million pound companies and property portfolios. Tens of millions of pounds. So, you know, when I'm sharing this advice with you, this is based on the experience of that. And if that's what you want, then you need to listen really freaking carefully and you need to cut all the advice from the people, you know, who are stuck in the minutiae and they're stressed and they're overwhelmed. You know, if you run a restaurant, do you want to have to go in on a Friday night at 9 p.m. till 1 a.m. and serve drinks and serve the last food and, you know, do all the washing of the dishes and everything else? Probably not. But that's what my dad had to do because he couldn't get out of the mindset that there wasn't anyone better than himself to do the job. And, you know, often as an entrepreneur, we wear, don't we, uh, like a badge of honor, hard work and busyness and hustle. And you can never rely on anyone, so you might as well have full control yourself. But full control means lack of ability to grow or to expand. It means lack of growing, of working on your vision and your strategy. It means a lack of building a team around you. So um, I can't keep silent on this anymore. There's five bits of advice I'm going to share with you that is um, touted and spouted by a lot of people who are a very, very small self-employed person. Now, by the way, I, I don't want to be misunderstood here as well. I don't look down on that or demean that. It's all about vision. You know, we're all equal. I don't look down on anyone or look up on anyone anymore um, other than to learn. And I used to pedestalize people, wow, you're a god. And then other people, I used to think, well, you haven't quite got the experience. so I'm going to discount that. But now I try and equal it out. So, you know, the janitor or the CEO, we're we're all equal. We've just got different jobs. And people misunderstand that I'm sort of putting people down. I'm not. It's all about your vision. Do you want to be someone who's earning 40 grand a year and working 60 hours a week? Or do you want to be someone who's earning 40 grand a month and working 20 hours a week? Or 400 grand a month and working five hours a week? Because that is, by the way, it is possible. The paradox about growing as an entrepreneur is, and the bigger you grow, the less hands-on and tactical and operational you either need to be and or have to be. Therefore, you earn on um, less of your own hours and more on the man hours and manpower and woman hours and woman power um, of, of of others. So you know, let's say you have hundred staff um, and you earn ten pound an hour on them. That's a thousand uh, pound an hour, and they do ten hours work that's £10,000 an hour you're earning on 100 stuff, obviously easy maths. Um, whereas you're not going to earn £10,000 an hour on your time and you're going to have to do 930 hours a week to get to that level of, of earning capacity. And when you've got 100 people earning you £10 an hour, what you can't do is be busy yourself. Because if you're busy yourself, also on the tools, you can't watch them, manage them, lead them, inspire them, build a culture um, create a vision, you know, be the, the spearhead. Um, the motivator, the leader, the visionary. So this is is counter common sense from the masses. Be careful where you take your advice from. Okay, so the five points I'm going to cover are hard work versus smart work, busy versus productive, mistakes versus mentors, on the tools versus on the business, and DIY versus LIO. I'm going to cover this in about nine minutes. So stay with me. It'll be very useful. Um, so I am going to get on my high horse a bit here. And a, a final warning, if you just want to be a part-time landlordy or a really busy self-employed person with no staff doing all your admin and everything yourself, um, or you love turning properties around or being really hands-on creating the product and service, ignore me. Just, you know, go. Ignore me. Unfollow me because I'm, you know, I'm not the person to, um, you know, to, to learn from. However, most people that follow me, and, and there are hundreds of thousands, by the way, over the years, most people that follow me, They want to be an investor, not a landlord. They want to be an entrepreneur and a business owner, not a part um, self-employed person. They want freedom. They don't want to work 15 hours a day, eight days a week. They want recurring, semi-passive income, not earned, hard-worked, time-exchanged-for-money type income. They want to scale. They want to increase their success and increase their wealth. And if that's the case, you've got to get your head around these five things. So hard work versus smart work. You could work for 15 hours a day, seven days a week on non-income generating tasks and earn £12 an hour. You could uh, work one day a week on a £5,000 an hour task or a £1,000 an hour task and earn way more. So, you know, if you get paid as a keynote speaker, if you um, create an asset that creates income like a book or a podcast or a property, um, if you spend your hour selling and creating marketing campaigns rather than doing admin so the problem is we get addicted to busyness. We wear busyness and hard work, like a badge of honour. Look at me, I'm working hard, 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 hard. There's the guilt of not working hard, probably instilled by our parents and, and culture. You do not have to hustle and grind 14 hours a day for 10 years to become an overnight success. You need to work on key result areas, income generating tasks. You pick the tasks that I'm um, you know you've got ten things to do today, but one of them will render the other nine less important, and that that one is worth more than the other nine. You just got to pick that task and be smart with that. Um, and in a way, you've got to think about leverage and almost be lazy and value your time and preserve your time and maximize the return on time invested, which is working smart. And working smart is how can I outsource this? Who's better than me to do this? Um, what resources uh, do I have that could take? this task on? What collaborations and partnerships and joint ventures could I create? What relationships do I need to build? Um, How can I sell um, one-to-many, not one-to-one? How can I create a marketing campaign that sells rather than me having to sell one-to-one on the phone? How do I create incoming, um, what do they call it, push and pull? How do I pull people in and have incoming, inbound, rather than push hard, outbound? And, And this is thought, not hustle. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there on social media guilting you into working harder. Now, look, if you're 19 and lazy as fuck and not doing anything, then, yeah, get off your ass and work harder. But, you know, a lot of people that follow me, they're probably you know, a, bit, a bit beyond that. The second point then is busy versus productive. So we get addicted to being busy. Culture tells us that, you know, being busy is good. We We feel guilty if we're not busy. But the problem is we get busy on minutiae, admin, control, um, we, we do what's called I, I call active procrastination. Active procrastination is being busy, doing the things that are not important. For me, I love looking in the fridge 58 times a day. Oh, let's have a look in the fridge. Oh, there's nothing new in the fridge. But really looking in the fridge 98,000 times a day is me procrastinating from the real work. You know, you, you open your document to write your book and then you go online and research. And then you go down... Um, sorry, someone just called me. You go down 58 um, rabbit warrens um, of... Uh, Social media and, and videos, and you scroll forever and they're like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be doing research for my book. Um, so, you've got to know the difference between being busy and being productive. And what you've got to do is train yourself to feel good when you do a task that gets the result, not that takes the time. Now, don't get me wrong, sometimes the task that is the best result also is a deep dive. It's an intense focus, you know, it's something that you've um, got to work through. So, so, they can, they're not always mutually exclusive. But for me, having a conversation, with a high-level partner of mine who I might do two or three million pounds a year with in a joint venture. Uh, And that 30-minute call is worth 100 30-minute calls selling a a 500-quid product. So be careful how you order your time and get addicted to being productive. The result, the outcome. I I know effort's rewarded. It should be, but outcome should be rewarded more. And it doesn't matter if someone was lazy and they found the shortest route to the effective outcome. We should be rewarded out rewarding outcome for ourselves and our team. Do not confuse being busy with being productive. There's a lot of really busy people out there um, and they're not really getting any results. And you have to be careful of that. It's a bit of a veil. You know, in the corporate world, in the middle management layer, I'm told that, you know, people are sort of very busy posturizing. People who like to look busy. I know a lot of those people. Oh, look at me looking busy, doing a dance. Oh, look at me looking busy, doing football um, and distracting everyone else. OK, right. The third point then is mistakes versus mentors. So there's this really common thing that, that hustling, self-employed, low-income people say. Again, not criticising or judging, just saying, is that what you want to be? If it is, unfollow me. If it isn't, stay with me. for any training that we might run. Not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anythings. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters, and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So go to bit.ly forward slash supporter with a capital R right now. So they say it's best to learn from your mistakes. You know, if you want to get something done properly, do it yourself. Oh, man, that, that, devi- that um, advice, that advice, that advice is uh, selling and ruining dreams all over the world and visions. And it's just really bad advice. It is not best to learn from your mistakes. It is best to learn from the mistakes of other people, vicariously. And let me give you an example. Would you like to learn what it's like to go bust? Which, by the way, that's a good lesson in business, isn't it? Would you rather like to learn how it is to go bust by going bust yourself? And the embarrassment and the administration, you know, and and them coming after you personally for the money hard, because they do, um, and the reputational and the legal implications of that, which, of course, that that would be uh, something good to learn as an entrepreneur. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, hardcore experience. Would you rather learn that by going bust yourself or speaking to two or three mentors, advisors, people in your power team who've been bust before, can t- talk you through the, the steps so you don't have to? Would you rather experience prison by going to prison for six months just to do a test, uh, going in the showers, and picking up the soap? Or would you rather speak to people who have been there and experienced it? Because personally, I'd rather get the expensive mistake through someone else. Stand on the shoulders of giants, get the mistakes and the lessons and the education vicariously through other people. Now, does that mean you're never going to make any mistakes yourself? No. Does that mean you still should learn from your mistakes? Yes. But where you can and you can learn from the mistakes of others, the experience of others, where they have lost money, where they've wasted a load of time and effort and energy and had distractions and disruptions, learn from them. That is wise. That is smart. And that is leveraged. So all these people say, oh, if you want something done properly, do it yourself. No, if you want something done properly, give it to someone who can freaking do it. You know, if I if I wanted to, um, I don't know, um, be a professional golfer. A- am I going to have a professional golfing coach or <clears throat> try and learn myself? No, I'll work this out. No, you won't. You won't work it out. OK, right. On the tools versus on the business. This is a huge one. So, like I said, someone posted in my community saying if you want to do any pro- property projects, you need to get on the tools. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's wrong. Now, look, if that's their experience, um, they don't know any other way. And and, and I do know another way. And I've gone through doing everything myself. And when you do everything yourself, it means you can't do really do anything other than what you're doing. So, um, you you know, you need to step back. You need to have the helicopter view. Uh, And so if you're doing property projects, you need to manage a project manager, not get on the tools yourself. Because if you get on the tools yourself, you can do one property at a time. Uh, we're currently developing 100 units, 85,000 square foot. And if Mark and I were on the tools for that, that would take us until 2090 to finish. It would be a car crash. We'd lose millions on it. Instead, we get a project manager who then manages the trades. But then people come back to me and say, oh, no, 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 Rob. You still need to have done it yourself at some point in the journey. No, you don't. No, you don't. I have never developed 100 units. OK, I've, I've you know, painted a wall of my house, but I've never done a proper uh, refurb. You don't need to. You don't need to. You know, Tim Cook, what's his experience in building phones and building iPads? Probably nil. Now, if you've come through the tools, because someone said to me, ah, Rob, Charlie Mullins, Pimlico Plumbers, you know, he was, yeah, come, go through the ranks like um, Terry Leahy. He worked on uh, stacking the shelves, didn't he? In Tesco's and he worked his way up. Work your way up. But here's the thing at some point, you've got to get off the shelves. At some point, you've got to get off the tools so you can lead the business, grow the team, be a visionary, be strategic, not operational, think more than. Do, um, you know, create assets rather than exchange your time for money. It's a completely different thought process being an entrepreneur and a leader as it is, you know, a hardcore hustler or a self-employed person. And this is the bit that most people don't get. But all this free on social media is all this free advice. Sorry, so I'm being quick. I should slow down. <laughs> um, it's just I've got my workout partner. partners just come over. Um, yeah, there's too much free advice, which is worth every penny from people who've not been there and done it. And then five, do it yourself versus leverage it out. DIY, do it yourself. L I O leverage it out. Another common sense saying that's really bad advice is if you want something done properly, just do it yourself. You can't trust anyone. People will screw you over. People will never do the job properly. Well, um, Walmart has two enough million employees. I don't know how many employees Apple has. Um, I bet you there's engineers in Apple that are better than the founders of Apple. I bet you there are coders in Facebook who are better than Mark Zuckerberg at coding. So actually, um, leveraging it out will help you grow much quicker. You'll build a team. You'll build a culture. Um, You know, what is it they say? They say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I think that's what they say. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I think that sums it up perfectly. Um, I have nearly a hundred staff, and I can't do most of their jobs, and I don't know what most of them do, and I can't work out Sage or InfusionSoft. I haven't even got the logins to most of our systems. I don't know the, how Lythos works, which are systems architects he's built. Um, you know, I know how to do my job, um, and my job is to keep them employed, and keep them inspired, and keep them em- energized, and innovate, and disrupt, and evolve, and take us through to the next decade, um, and to um, you know think and plan and strategize and build relationships. This is why you've got to know your key result areas, which I share in Life Leverage, by the way. Okay, so you've got to be clear on your vision. What kind of entrepreneur do you want to be? Um, And and then you've got to think smart, not hard. LIO, leverage it out rather than DIY, do it yourself. Um, And you've got to let go to grow and be careful on the advice out there from very hardworking, busy relatively unproductive, relatively low-earning, self-employed people. Again, I am not um, demeaning them. If that's what you want to be, like I said, follow someone else. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm a business owner. I run a global um, organisation now. And, you know, we've had 20 million plus years and we've got um, our property portfolios worth tens of millions of pounds. And if that was in London, that would be hundreds of millions of pounds. Um, You know, I have a podcast listened to in 204 countries. I have one2 Million followers across all my social media um, platforms in I don't know it must be eighty plus countries. I have multiple streams of income. Nine. I've written twenty. Well, I've written eighteen books and I'm uh, writing another three. That's twenty one. I don't say this to to brag, by the way, because many of my mentors are worth more money than me and they've been doing it longer than me and they're further ahead than me. I'm just saying that because I want to make it clear which advice you should listen to and you should choose carefully. Um, if you've ever hired anyone and then thought, oh, you know what, I don't want to do that again. I'm just going to control everything. Um, then crack on working really hard 15 hours a day, having to deal with all the fires, all the emergencies, all the problems, deal with all the customers, all the complaints, you know, complain to Trustpilot and try and get all your, you know, your one stars removed and doing all your SEO and all your marketing and all your ad campaigns and all your social media, you know, and all your contracts and all your legals. And you've got, if, if you, every one of those things I've just said, you can leverage out or do it all yourself. It's your choice. I love you all. Ran over. Five big business myths busted. Please share this around. I don't often ask you to share my content. But if you're listening to the podcast, please share my podcast. And if you're listening, watching the live, please share the live. Because honestly, a lot of dreams are being um, water thrown all over them or stolen. Not intentionally, by the way. But the problem with social media is free, ad- free advice is chucked all over the place. Uh, and it's worth every penny. Love you all. And remember this. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.